Lord God, dear Father in heaven, we thank you for all of your loving kindness shown to Pat and all of your servants who, having finished their course in faith, now rest from their labors. Strengthen us, Lord, through your word and sacraments for that day when you will call us to yourself, that we too would be faithful unto death and joyfully receive the crown of eternal life and join the whole company of heaven to live with you forever. In your holy name we pray. Amen. To Dick and Anne, Jessica and Rachel, grace, mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And God's richest blessings to all the family, to Pat's sisters and brothers and all of your friends who have gathered here today. My name is Michael Larson, and I serve as parish pastor here at Luther Memorial Chapel, where Pat and her family have been longtime members. And I've had the privilege to bring Pat the sacrament and to pray with her these last years. The Bible teaches us that our strength is made perfect in weakness. And so even though our bodies grow old, with each new day presenting new challenges, God, he draws us more closely to him through it all, that we might learn to trust in him, that we might learn to trust in God when all else fails, our strength, our minds, our health, and everything else. And we learn that Christ Jesus never fails. And that it is precisely through our sufferings that we learn the consolation of Jesus' love as we join the fellowship of his sufferings. Pat fell asleep in the arms of our Lord this past Tuesday. And we are grateful to God that he has sustained her by his grace and has called her unto himself. St. Paul writes, yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. We will all miss Pat. She was a joy to be around. She was a professional in her work, always a teacher, intelligent, well-read, and refined. She gravitated to the finer things, like art and good music and polkas and dancing, and of course, good Lutheran hymns. And I know that she loved her church, and she was compassionate, and she was kind. But in Christ, she also found a Savior, one who forgave her her sins, one who washed her clean and gave her the new birth in holy baptism and prepared for her a place in heaven. This Savior, he died for her on the cross and rose from the dead to give life and immortality. And he now reigns at the right hand of the Father with power and with authority, and all things are under his feet. Christ is King of the universe. 
He is Lord over all, through all and in all, and there is no life, no joy, no glory apart from him. In the gospel that you heard this afternoon, there are two women who, like Pat, are also recipients of the mercy and grace of this Lord and Savior. In our gospel, a father plants his knees at Jesus' feet because his 12-year-old daughter has died. And his prayer to Jesus was that Jesus would simply get his hands on his daughter. And the man trusted that with Jesus, his daughter would live. As Jesus went forth to heal her, he was also met by another woman in need. But she was older, and she had been hemorrhaging for 12 years, and she had spent all of her money on doctors and physicians who could not help and who only made matters worse. And this woman said to herself, if only I can touch the hem of Jesus' garment, I will be made well. And so this woman, she fought her way through the crowds, just hoping to grab hold of Jesus' garment, to touch the hem of his robe, trusting that he would surely help. Well, Jesus saw her, and he saw her faith, and he said, Take heart, my daughter. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has saved you. And that woman was healed at that very instant, as Pat was healed on Tuesday. And at that moment, with that woman, how she must have rejoiced, how elated she must have been to meet her Lord in that way and receive perfect health and perfect healing in body and soul and in mind, with newness of life and like a little girl again. And even then, Jesus was not yet done after that miracle, because he was making his way to that little girl's house. Remember the one whose father had pleaded with Jesus for help? It was reported that the girl was already dead when Jesus got there and that nothing more could be done. And people were mourning and they were making a great scene. But Jesus told them the girl is not dead, but she's just sleeping. And the crowds, even then, they laughed at the words of Jesus just as this foolish world, even today, continues to laugh at the words of Jesus and to make light of them, his certain promises of the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. They laugh, just like so much of this world who thinks the words of Jesus are all a joke that can be set aside. But how wrong they were. Because Jesus' words, they always do what they say. And Jesus went into that girl's house, he took her by the hand, and he spoke these words. And they are ancient words, Aramaic words. He said, Talitha kum, which really means, dear little girl. It's a term of endearment. It's basically like, dear little lamb, little child, wake up and arise and meet the day. And she did. Her eyes fluttered open and life rushed into her little body and she awoke and sat up in her bed. And everyone saw it and the report went throughout the whole land that Jesus had done this wonderful miracle. Miracles that he still does today. The eyewitnesses who wrote the Gospels report that Jesus did so many miracles 
and that if they were all written down, no book could contain them. Jesus had compassion on all. What we learn from this gospel is that Jesus has authority over life and death. His words have power to raise the dead. And that's why he came to give life to fallen man, to raise us up through the forgiveness of sins, to beat back death, to give us perfect peace and restoration in the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. You see, as much as we want to soften death, the simple truth is it was never meant to be this way. Death is an, actually a very unnatural intrusion into this world. Mankind was made to live forever in the splendor of paradise with God. And so we should learn about our family history. Pat, interestingly enough, had a real knack for genealogy and tracing families way back to our roots to know where we came from, and to learn who we are and where we're going. And the Holy Spirit, he too, has a real interest in us all knowing our family tree, knowing where we came from, our history. And if you trace it far back enough, it goes back to our very first parents in the garden. You see, the Holy Spirit wants us all to know from the scriptures, that God, he created us in love. That we are made to live in perfect communion with God, our Father. But our very first parents in our genealogy, they sinned. The Bible says that sin came into the world through one man, and that death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned. That's Romans chapter 5. If there is no sin, there is no death. And that through sin, death came into the world. That's what the Bible says. And that's the bad news. And we've all just got to deal with it. But the good news is that God promised to send his son, a savior, to rescue us from sin, to beat back death, and to restore perfect fellowship with God for all eternity. And all of those promises, dear friends, have now been fulfilled. Jesus was that promised Savior. And it all happened according to God's very perfect plan. He was born of a virgin, born without sin, and he lived the perfect life for us. He obeyed God's perfect and holy law. His life was nothing but love. And he died for lawbreakers and sinners like us. That is to say, he paid the penalty. He died our death. And yet, because he was without sin, it was absolutely impossible for death to hold him in the grave. You see, death went too far when it took hold of Jesus, and therefore death lost its claim on all humanity. You see, in Jesus, death, for all who are baptized and who trust in Jesus, is destroyed. Death has no power over you or Pat or any who trust in Christ. Death is just a short sleep, and we ought to fear it no more than getting in our beds at night. And Jesus, too, will say, little girl, I say to you, arise. 
and our eyes too will flutter open and life will come into our bodies. I don't want you to misunderstand me here. We will all experience death, but we now have new life in Christ. And we know that death is not the last word. It does not get final say for us. Jesus says, whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who believes in me shall never die. Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. When it comes to family trees and genealogy, it all springs ultimately from Christ. That is our family. From Christ who is raised up on the tree of life at Calvary, that we all would be called sons and daughters of God. It's simple, you see. In Adam, the first man, the whole world fell. But now in Christ, the second Adam, the world is raised up again. And you are invited to live with him. That little girl in our gospel, the Lord took her by the hand and he lifted her up. And so shall it be for Pat and for all who trust in him. That hemorrhaging woman, she was just hoping to touch the hem of Jesus' garment. But now the privileges that we Christians enjoy are so much better now that the victory has all been won. We touch our Lord in the sacrament of his body and his blood at the altar. We reach out for him and he reaches back with bread, which he declares to be his precious body. And life-giving drink, which is the elixir of life and the cup of immortality. Pat lives because Jesus lives. We are more than conquerors through him who died for us and who was raised from the dead. God's blessings to all of you. This gospel call goes out to each and every one of you. The Lord loves you too. He numbers the hairs upon your head. And he dotes upon you as a child. If you have withered away in your faith, and have fallen away. Remember the teaching of your mothers and your father and your Sunday school teacher and come home. The Lord cares for you. and The Lord loves you. And may the Lord strengthen each and every one of you and renew you in your faith and strengthen you in your love and lead you into the way of everlasting life with Christ, with Pat, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven. In the name of Jesus, amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.